didn't realize this probably until like a couple years later, but yeah, it's like really affected me in relationships and like, yeah, with, with trusting people. Like this is someone I met a lot, multiple times they were in my fucking house. Like, you know what I mean? Like my family cooked dinner for this person who killed my best friend. All right, all right. Here we are once again, another episode, and I got my uh, fellow Italiano here. Italiana? Italiana? Paisano. Paisano. It's not Paisana. <laughs> I don't know. Is I've it? never said that, but we couldn't, it can be. Yeah, Italiana is great. I guess I should figure that out. I know more Spanish than Italian, and my last name's Ferrugio. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I have my, my good friend Cassie here, who is a very talented actress. I'm sure you've probably seen her. She's also the VP of a really, actually, really amazing. Nonprofit mm -hmm. Buddha Bullying, which yeah. is here to eradicate bullying, which is absolutely tremendous. Yes. Um, I just want to thank you for being here. And thank I, you thank so you. much for having me. Yeah. Of course. No, I'm actually really excited about your story. Me too. So uh, well, I'm, ner I'm nervous. I you? like this. I think like the actress in me is excited that my heart's like racing again. I feel like I'm back in an audition room or something. I didn't think you actually got nervous, to be honest, considering you're constantly on a mic on stage. I know. I think it's just because it's such a what we're like going into talking about death. I've just never done that publicly. It's a, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point. It was actually good that we're starting off at a high tempo right now. Can you guys hear it? Is, your, is that your heart? It's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there? I just wanted to share that with right, everybody. Cool, I just yeah. wanted them to know what's going on inside. Like, woo. Yeah, she just put her heart to the mic for anyone not watching the video right oh, now. Oh, true, right. There's people that aren't watching. Yeah, it's okay, but we'll, we'll click like, that Like, what in. the hell is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. Good start. So, Cassie, thank you again. And uh, yeah. feel free to start wherever you want to start. We can kind of get into. Yeah. Well, um, I think I was the reason why our good friend Laura thought this would be a good idea for me to come on was because I've, I've dealt with a lot of death throughout my life. Um, and it's actually something that spearheaded my panic attacks when I was 14, which I didn't realize at the time, but I had lost like a good friend here in Los Angeles. I had lost someone who was formerly my babysitter for years, like basically a second parent. Um, and at the time I remember I was getting my, my makeup done in the mall Boca, in Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> and like, it's weird when a panic attack comes on because it comes out of nowhere. I know this isn't a mental health podcast <laughs> me with all my Buddha bullying stuff. I'm going to go into the death part, but like, it's, it's just the way that this is like, I guess the reaction I had to it all in the beginning. And then as I go on to my other story, the, the main one, I, I was more in denial, but at first, um, yeah, just like being a kid, I remember getting my makeup done, makeup done in the mall. And this is after like a couple of deaths. I think even like a cousin of mine had died from an overdose. Um, a friend had died out here. He drowned, my friend Kaz, and my babysitter had overdosed as well. Um, and this all happened within like a month time period. And I was getting my makeup done and I just like out of nowhere got this insanely overwhelming feeling and I couldn't breathe. And I didn't, when you have your first panic attack, you don't know what the hell's going on. So I was like in this chair and I, I like moved this woman's hand away and I was like, I got to go. And I just remember getting up and like running to to the bathroom and just like staring at myself in the mirror, like what is going on? I can't breathe right now. And then like when I really sat back to think about it and like talk to my parents about it, I came to the conclusion that it was because my body just didn't know how to respond to all these sudden deaths in my life. Um, so you immediately so that's kind of where like you were I able to connect. became familiarized with the feeling of losing people like around that age. Um, I had lost grandparents when I was younger, but like, yeah, I don't know that losing my babysitter was a very hard, I hate saying the word babysitter. It sounds so young. It was like basically like aunt losing like my aunt, I should yeah. call her. Roxanne was just such a hard thing for me. And I felt like I was always the type of person that 
I always liked to be the rock, even though I was like the, I'm the youngest of the family. I, I always I feel like people always came to me. I was very spiritual at a very young age, just like always loved to pray. And like, yeah. So I, I remember just like wanting to keep it all together. And I guess from holding it all inside, my body reacted with this like major panic attack that spearheaded panic attacks and anxiety up until basically now I know how to control them now. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of where my like first experiences with death started. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, I, you know, lost obviously people between that time period and the story I'm about to tell. So that was when I was like around 14. And then when I was 24, I remember, cause I was shooting a film in Canada and I was celebrating my 24th birthday is when I got the call that my best friend passed away. One of my best friends, Stephanie, I have a little tattoo for it here. Very nice. An S with the infinity sign going through it. Um, what does that represent exactly? Just like her forever. I don't know. I, I just liked the symbolism and just having her with me forever and together forever. That was just kind Love of, that. I guess, the thought behind it. Yeah, it's great. I have an extension popping out. I hope no one yeah. can see it. But if you can, don't judge me. Okay. I'm talking about death. I'm getting I can flip the camera back around so you can see yourself. <laughs> totally okay. Okay. I just like, felt it popping <laughs> you know, out. I didn't mic. notice, so you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I was on set and I just remember being in the hair and makeup trailer. And it's weird because it was like, one of the only mornings I was in there alone because I told them I'm going to blow out my hair while you guys go get breakfast. I liked to like blow dry my own hair, mm -hmm. but usually like a makeup artist is in there or something, but everyone had left. And I got this call from my mom and I'm like, mom, I can't talk right now. I'm getting ready to go to, you know, be on set. I'm in the trailer getting my hair and makeup done. And she was like, no, 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 no. I, I need, I need to talk to you now. And like, she told me Stephanie died. And I'm like, I don't even, I can't, it's like it was a blackout. Like I don't even, I hardly even remember the conversation because my mind like did not know how, how to take that. I was just like, what, what, like how? And she kind of started explaining to me the story and um, it was a murder suicide. So she had a very jealous ex-boyfriend that it was premeditated, planned out her murder, um, shot her and then killed himself. Oh. And that, like, just obviously that's like a very, we, we all d deal with death. And of course people have dealt with things like this, but like, that's just such like a, that, that was so foreign to me in any capacity, just like a murder, like, you know, people getting car accidents or just, I'd never envisioned my best friend. It's still so weird to say it to this day, but being murdered, like it's. It's so, it's something no one ever, you hear it all the time, but you never fathom what happened to it's, you. It's it's like I, it's still to this day I, I only find myself really able to emote about it when I'm like maybe drinking or like a little vulnerable because like it's just so insane to me and I just I feel like the level of anger that I have is so intense that I I like I'm, it's like I don't even want to go there because it's just like it's like I don't even want to unlock it because it's just such – it's like someone taking something like something so close to you as well. It's just like – So is it more – you're saying when the <clears> anger <throat> obviously is convoluted with everything, but it's specifically just the fact that she was murdered you're talking about? Yeah, just yeah. the fact that she was murdered and, and taken away from her family and, and me and, and she was an amazing person, an amazing girl. I was 24 years old, you know, obviously, and no one deserves that. But it was just – so, yeah, I think for me, like I, I, I still have a hard time, I guess what I'm trying to say – even really understanding it like I can't it's like I don't even want to unlock those emotions sometimes I'm like just keep them in there be like keep them locked away somewhere else because it's just 
I don't know. I should probably go to therapy for it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember. No, I probably should. Because um, it's definitely come out in weird places. Like even like in relationships, it's made me mad towards like men. It's anger. Oh, so you've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you? How, how do you? How do you? How are you able to figure that out? That's where it's coming from. I don't know. I just. Are you sure it's not because he's, you know, just late or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> don't fucking be late. I'm a Sicilian girl. <laughs> We're spicy. No, I think like just with certain jealousy things, I get like scared and then angry just because it reminds me of the scenario. And like, yeah, I, I've, I've talked to exes about it and I've been very open. Like this is something that really affected me. And like, it's just made me a little angry towards not like, I, I mean, I love you, but I mean, Thanks. just like in general being in relationships, like I, I don't know why it did that to me, but it's kind of made me, yeah, I've never really actually said this aloud, like kind of angry towards men. Like to date, even today. Like, I think is that so I think like, I just got emotional. I, I do. Uh -huh. I, I think like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I hold that pain for her and I'm very, I'm very angry. And it's weird how like anger and emotions come out, like in just different facets of your life Yeah. that you don't, I didn't, I didn't realize this probably until like a couple years later, but yeah, it's like really affected me in relationships and like, yeah, with, with trusting people, like this is someone I met a lot, multiple times. They were in my fucking house. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. my family cooked dinner for this person who killed my best friend. Like it's just makes you angry. Oh, God, when you word it like that, yeah, it really yeah. strikes a chord. And this was like, I remember the last time I saw this person and her was at my family's house having like a nice dinner. It's just so crazy it's when eerie. you think about it. It's very eerie. Um, but the day I found out, I remember just being like, my mom was in shock because I was like, Okay, well, okay. Well, there's really, I guess there's nothing we can do. So I'll just say a prayer. She was like, what? I was like, it, it, if it happened and, and it's true. And at first I was like, can this really be true? So I, I looked online and I saw the article, which made it super real. And it, it, ugh, it just, you see these headlines on news outlets and online and on the news, the TV, whatever. And like, you just would never envision that to be your best friend. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. Um, but anyways, I remember just like hanging up the phone and I was just literally when people explain being in shock, like you would think nothing happened. You would think my mom just called to tell me like, hope you're having a good Tuesday. And yeah, I remember just hanging up and like continuously blowing my hair. And I was like, it was so weird. Like my body, like literally my mind and body shut down. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to comprehend it really. Um, was there frustration there because everyone made it seem so not normal, but they didn't want No, react. everyone was, I think, more concerned at the fact that I wasn't like freaking out or bawling my eyes out. I was just like in shock. I was yeah. in shock. And then I remember my hair and makeup person, my hair and uh, makeup people came back in and I told them with like literally no emotion. I was like, I, sorry, I'm like really, really weird. I just got this call that like, I remember I was drinking my iced Americano, my Starbucks and just like in a fucking daze. Like I was like, I just got this call and my best friend was murdered. And they were all like, oh my God, honey, are you okay? Like, what do you, what? Like, that's crazy. And like hugging me and comforting me. And then I called one of my other best friends, Brittany from back home. And I told her, I was like, I can't believe what this news I just got. And she was like crying. And I still was just like, I can't, I don't know. Like, I can't feel. This is so it's weird. Like, shock like 101 right I there. was in such shock. Um, yeah. So all I, and I do remember this. So this is just like a note to everybody. Like never, ever, if you love somebody, never leave off in a conversation mad at each other or like, Amen. it's just, it's 
it's not fucking worth it. And yeah. I, I didn't, but like we did have like a little bit of a back and forth about something so silly. And luckily we had one conversation after that that was so like wonderful and sweet. But I remember just thinking to myself, thank God that like I didn't leave off with her about this uh, on this silly, stupid thing that's this meaningless topic that, that you know, we were able to have this beautiful conversation after that because I, I that feeling of just like regret, there's n- nothing more sickening. Um, anyways, I'm all over the place right now. But yeah, no, so I remember right, I was in right shock. Track. And then like I broke down probably like a day or two later and I was just like, whoa. Luckily, I had some friends that were in town also filming and a friend that lives there who was on Make It or Break It with me, Chelsea Hobbs. She came over, had some wine. I just like cried and just it was thank god people were there but um but yeah that was def- it's definitely the to this day like the thing that's probably like affected me most in my life and so what's the process from there because obviously you, the first yeah. shock and you said you broke down like what yeah what do you remember afterwards is there anything how you handled um, it so then like i think still to this day i escape the topic and the conversation which is probably why i need therapy and like cry laughing how, but, sorry how, how long has it been so this has been six years okay about yeah, almost in April was six years. So you're saying you've kind of you, you haven't talked about it? Not to like a, like somebody who probably who I who would help me who'd be able to help me figure out my my stand on it all. So still, what you're saying is you came it? to an Italian real estate agent on Dead Talks to talk mm-hmm. about it? Okay. Yeah, this is my therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> all right, well, at least it's free for <laughs> at least me. It's for free, you, but yeah. it, no, it feels good. But this is you know what? Got you got to practice what you preach. Like obviously, I do something very different, and I talk to I talk a lot on. I speak a lot on mental illness and bullying and I tell other people that you can't hold things inside and you have to let things out. Otherwise it's just going to weigh you down. And so maybe this is why I'm, it's, I'm meant to be here today to do that, to just let it all out and um, really just get shit out of your body. It's really important to do. Um, it, show, it shows up. I, one yeah. of the episodes I just shot, um, he was telling me he kind of had a, a similar discussion in that he was kind of suppressing it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, without saying it like that and he eventually he said he was getting hives and i was like it's interesting because if you if you don't let it out one way or another it's going to find its way out your body reacts to physically, it that was physically a, that was a very that's physical crazy. way yep 100 percent. So, so it's like if i'm hearing you say like you know you're, you're i don't know if there's any relation to the grieving process and you're you having a little bit of a i don't want to say stigma but having an attitude towards guys in that aspect yeah who knows if that's even really it, but like, I don't know if that is. Yeah, I don't know with. for sure, but I just, I don't know why something in my, my mind connects it to that. Like I just. I don't blame you. I mean, that's, <laughs> you have someone exactly. at your house eating dinner and does that. That's it's giving up. me like just trust issues, really. Like I think yeah. if that's the better way to say it and I, I'm more angry towards that person. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely just like, it's a scary thing to know that someone's so close to you who like thought they were getting engaged to somebody that person killed them can for sure fuck you up a little. Like, Hmm. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? More, like just makes you more paranoid in general. More paranoid. Yeah. yeah. In general, completely. And like, yeah, I remember even I was dating this guy and this had nothing to do with him, but he took me to some like dinner play interactive thing here in LA. And <laughs> Like what was it? it? Sounds like a good date idea. It does. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it right now. But there was something to do it in the play with guns and murder, and I like, Ooh. I didn't expect, but I like got this overwhelming feeling and like rushed out. Like I was almost mad at the person, but I knew it wasn't their fault, and I was, they had known what I, I had just experienced, and I was just like, it just hits in waves in different ways. Like it's death is such a weird thing because dealing with it just 
I don't know, it comes in so many different ways and it's ever evolving. Like it's very interesting, but yeah, I mean, and then I, I, I kind of was telling you that I had like some really interesting dreams. Yeah. What's up with that? I had this one dream right after she passed away, probably like a week or two later. Um, well I should start with, I had a lot of fucking nightmares. That's, I had a lot of nightmares and I was like shooting in a city with like, I was in a, a hotel room like by myself and I was like, I remember I kept just like envisioning the scenario and like kind of like replaying it in my head and, and, and like getting scared of like almost this, this is kind of weird, but like <laughs> I kept thinking of like his ghost in my room or something because like, while you're caught, while you're awake, while I, was awake while I was awake, but I've, I've had like, I had weird nightmares as well. But like, I remember also just being terrified at night, like in the dark by myself, like knowing this whole scenario had just happened. But then when I got back home to Florida like a week or two later, and I was done filming, I had this really interesting dream. And this is, this was very healing for me. I had a dream that, um, I morphed, we morphed into each other in my dream. Like our, I, I don't remember the, you know, like you trying to recite a dream back. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't fully explain it, right. but I just remember like it, I was talking to her and like our bodies, like I was, I feel like I was, I don't, I, I don't know. I was, t- we were talking to each other and our bodies like turned into one body. Huh? What would you? How'd you dissect that? And I was—I don't know. Like in my mind, I'm like, maybe that means like I meant to like, like she's here with me. Like she, she, I'm, she, I'm meant to. She's living through me in some weird way, or like. Well, this is right on cue because I'm reading a book right now. It's called Man and His Symbols. It was Carl Jung's last book he wrote, and it's all about dream interpretation. He has his own theory about it, but he made. I was one thing that stuck with me because I've had some vivid dreams myself, even about my dad. I've, I haven't really sat down to interpret very heavily. But the, the 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 best way to one of the methods of trying to understand is like you it's like you can have a psychologist interpret it, but it's still not the same because it's so individualistic to you. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes it's like until you have that click, it's like when you we've ever felt that click where it's like that's it. It's mm-hmm. almost like when you I guess people totally. say I never experienced like totally. the first time in love. Oh, it's love. Yeah. But when you have that click, that's when you feel that click. That's when you kind of know that what it really means. And I'm a mm-hmm. believer that you know the dreams are something unconscious that do have deeper meaning. Same. And that's pretty specific. Yeah. Like, you know, I think obviously like <clears throat> there are a lot of comedians and stuff. My boyfriend was making fun of me about this like a week ago because I was like, I had this crazy dream. Like, I really think it means this. And he's just like, you're such a girl. Like everyone thinks their dreams have all these meanings and they're so crazy. And like, I kind of get that. And I, so that's now like, it, like weird about talking about it, but no, like that to me really was strange. It wasn't like I saw her and she told me this and which would still be beautiful and, interesting it it was a very vivid morphing into each other dream yeah how did it feel how to feel um from what you remember i don't if you I, I don't know why i keep getting this vision of my the upstairs bathroom in my old house like i just i don't know if it's because after i had that dream i like was looking in the mirror and it, i think i just felt very emotional like it's it it actually was relieving to me because i felt like one she visited me um, I was talking to, I'm very close with her family. And I remember like some of them were saying they haven't, they were, they were upset. They hadn't had a dream about her yet Yeah. from what I can remember or that some people had and some people weren't. But for me, I, so I was very relieved that she did in a sense also come to me. I felt like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. And it was just very relieving. Do you have multiple dreams? I, I can't re- – this is – I should remember, but I can't really remember, if I'm being completely honest, how many dreams I've, I had or if there were more. Well, lie I then, feel lie. like there were – there were like 14 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> um, no, but that one was the most specific for me. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, Stephanie was like the type of person where growing up she had a Cassie. She was my biggest supporter. She was also like the tough best friend that like always like, I don't know. She was like my bodyguard. <laughs> she was like the, the tough best friend that like if anyone messed with me, like I was able to ignore things. I wasn't like this little bitch that you can just walk all over. But like she would be the one to be like, don't you get like she would. She had your back. Well, she had my back like no one. I mean, besides my family, like she was very, very protective. And like also I was saying she had this little drawer where she would keep um, like all the movies I had done in my headshots. And like oh. she was my biggest fan besides once again, my family, because I know my parents will probably watch this and be like, what? <laughs> we're your biggest fans. But they love Stephanie like a daughter. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was just the best. And like for me, I think the only other thing I could really say about it is that like I am sorry. Please. I get really mad at myself. You don't say sorry. <clears throat> because I do so much like charity work. And like I've never done anything for that. Uh, like I never really did anything in her honor. Like I never worked much with you know females who were in abusive relationships or like battered women or and I think it's because it just hits so close to home and like I want to do it so perfectly and like I I've, I'm for like six years I'm just thinking like what can I do like I still haven't done anything and I get I get really angry with myself so like I think like a big <laughs> reason why I wanted to come on here today and do this was just like to one get the story out there because I've posted about her so much and like People know about the, her, but they don't know her story. I haven't shared her story. I, I, I feel weird sharing her story. Like, is it like almost like disrespectful? Because like, it's such a weird thing. But like, no, like I want people to be aware of the signs. Like we all knew this person was bad news. Like, yeah, like I had no idea to the extent I wouldn't have allowed it. But like, I do, I, I, I just, I'm upset that I haven't done anything yet, but like today I want to change that. And like, I definitely, I kind of started because, um, during obviously like there's been a, a crazy statistical rise in domestic uh, cases, mm -hmm. domestic abuse cases and violence cases during COVID. And, um, our, our friend Pascal and I started doing that happy face project, but like, so that was one step, but I was like, I just, I just haven't been, I didn't know the right way to share her story. And like, I probably did a terrible job at it because I'm so scattered right now. And I feel like, how do you even tell that story? It's so insane. And I have so many feelings on it. But like, if anything, like, I'm happy that I, I have finally explained what has what happened to her. Um, and now like, I just really want to find a way to give back and to help and to ensure that that doesn't and so that to try to just if even if I can save one life you know one 24 year old girl or whatever your age is whatever you know the age is one female's life or one person's life you know it's not always right. women you know in domestic abuse and domestic violence cases and, and murder suicides it's can be the opposite way around but it's just like knowing the signs and listening to your family if they're they can see something's off <clears throat> and just you know so well listen yeah. I, I don't I, I can't think of a better person to uh 
live out a legacy because clearly you have a lot of passion towards it and don't be so hard on yourself on why you haven't done anything yet. No. But if I hope this could be a starting point for explaining because you're not scattered. You're not, you're right on point. You're saying anything beautifully. You're just letting mm -hmm. out naturally. And that's the fact that you're being natural about it and real about it is exactly how it's going to hit home for everyone else. Yeah. So don't apologize for anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I, one way or another, whether it's today, tomorrow, year, it doesn't matter. I'm sure if she's, if she had your back and she cared for you as much as you're mm -hmm. telling me, She's not worried. That's about, why I keep getting upset at myself. I'm like, oh my God, like Stephanie was my like biggest protector, my biggest fan, like the best friend ever. She was the, the one person like I could literally tell anything to. And like I search for her and all of my best friends. Like if you look at my best friends, they're very similar. I tell Laura that. I tell, I like, I just love her so much. And I'm like, ah, like I haven't done anything yet. And like, I know like she always had my back. So it's just time to like full full blown have hers and and obviously like anybody who's suffering or yeah there's definitely and there's such a correlation with bullying and it's just like I don't know I think I just it's just it's a hard it's a hard thing to I just wasn't ready I wasn't ready to like I guess to open up about it and I now now I, I am <laughs> do you feel ready do you feel ready now I, mean, I know you're doing this, but... well like especially you know, even during just COVID with everything I was seeing and hearing. And, and then I really started researching due to the happy face project. And yeah, it made me realize like, it's, <clears throat> let's go. It's time. Like, what, was it just a trigger? Like, because she started that it was kind of a sign. I guess so. I don't know. I hopped on it. Like I did, you know, she had told us about it, our friend group and I posted about it and I was like, that's not enough. Like I could feel like that anger rising again, that mm -hmm. anger that I have. And I was just like, I need to do more. Well, this, this topic in particular is so important that you're speaking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think you're very, that's why you're the Buddha bullying and you're part of the happy face because there's people that I think the people that are on the front lines going through it, don't speak about it out of right. whatever reason, you know, better than me fear or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you can be a voice. And yeah. That's, this is a start. Yeah. Everything from, it's so sad, but from fear to shame, you know, people that are in these scenarios feel embarrassed and ashamed and they yeah. should never feel that way ever. Um, and yeah, so that was a good start, you know, the happy face project, but I would really like to do something in, you know, I've obviously like I've done the ch so a few charity walks that our family have put on and I've been to certain events, but like I haven't put something together and this is like, well, it seems My like you're thing. still healing a little bit. Oh, totally. But you said you hit the nail on the head a while. I, I believe you kind of went through us really quickly, but I even want to say you're talking about grief, it kind of how it, it evolves or it changes, yeah. but it does. It does. Like it's never. My, I've mentioned this in another episode. My sister had a quote one time. She posted something about her dad. She's like, grief doesn't um, end. It just evolves. Mm -hmm. It constantly evolves. And yeah. I feel like the pain is always there. But it, I remember when you posted this. Yeah, it's did, did you post this one? I believe so. I think I quoted my sister. It yeah. wasn't her quote, but I quoted her who quoted someone. But it's, it's true. It's like gr grief. Everyone, I, I was talking to someone on a forum recently that I'm on speaking of um, uh, like why does, when does the pain end? I don't know if it does. It just it gets a little softer, and it, but it evolves, mm -hmm. and it feels like and you get stronger. And you get stronger as long as you take it the right way. So mm -hmm. I mean, if it seems like you maybe you're still healing, mm -hmm. like you said you haven't maybe you haven't really been as vocal as you'd like to be. Yeah. So do you still see yourself handling shit with that, or you? How do you feel with it right now? I definitely just feel ready, um, and that's why I wanted to come on here. Like I've been looking for the right time to talk about it, and like what better scenario than with a friend who speaks on death and, and shares stories with people. And, um, but yeah, I think I, I think there's also a fear of, because I do deal with anxiety and I do deal with 
panic attacks. I think like sometimes opening something like this up, I'm very scared of what's going to happen to me internally and just mentally and just like, I'm a very positive person for the most part. Um, but obviously like we're all human and we all have our things and that's mine is is anxiety. And I think that's also been a little bit of a part of it at times. Like, because when a little bit after she had passed away, I started getting uh, panic attacks again. And I was like, Oh God, like, so I think that's probably why I, I closed the door and I tried to escape until like random vulnerable moments or like I said like you're having a few glasses of wine and all of a sudden like yeah, they're, the tears don't come a flowing or whatever <laughs> it may be that triggers you but um do you find that making it worse no I feel so good no no, not the wine oh no <laughs> not the wine the wine feels good too but I mean the crying no, okay, the crying okay, sorry, feels sorry. so good yeah the panic attacks don't but like but I'm saying of course the, I'm sure the crying feels well but you said you kind of like pushing it away a little bit mm-hmm. is that is that suppressing it or is that honestly it? I don't know I'm asking I, I think it it might be an instant cure, but no, it's, it's everything I preach against. Like you have to get things out of your body and it is scary. And that's just the truth. I, I, I have been very scared to like almost not like share the story. I never knew how to do it because it's such a sensitive topic and it's such like a disturbing scenario that like sensitive and sensitive. And I just never really knew I'm such a perfectionist too. And like, I just always wanted to share the story properly or so in some grand way. And like, the truth is just like, it doesn't have to always be like that. Like it's just showing your heart and, and showing where you're at and trying to make a change and just honoring that person that you love. And it's just like, it's all good. And like, I have to, I'm telling this to myself because well, I'm always liter- so like, literally what you're doing right now is I'm precursor when we were chatting outside. Mm-hmm. I was like 80%, 90% of this conversation is just the fact that you're sitting here talking uh-huh. uh, for me, for me personally with this podcast, I, I believe like, it's not so much what I'm saying. It's not so much how much, uh, how I'm, talking as well it's about the fact that you and anyone that comes on here is just talking about it just the fact that right. you're willing to sit there and talk about it it's even more so in regards to the topic that you're discussing because it takes i think it takes even potentially even more courage to talk about something where people are scared and feel shameful mm-hmm. so i'm not telling you what to do because <laughs> i don't fucking know i barely I don't know what the hell i'm doing but just the just like so you know from my perspective mm-hmm. one person's perspective just the fact that you're talking about it is Neil Armstrong, one giant leap for men and womankind, <laughs> wherever the hell it is. Thank you. Yeah, so you're there. I, I, Thank I, I, you. I, I, I appreciate it. You know it. how to do it. You know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's it's also very interesting. I don't know why I just like had this weird thought, but it all kind of just connects for anyone that is gr- grieving, like, and is keeping things in. Get, like, like I said before, getting things out of your body is so important. And it's so interesting because when I sat down, my heart was racing. Yeah, you I put knew. your heart to the mic. Yeah. Hopefully I caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that I was going to go in. I knew it because I know my personality. I'm like, if I'm here, I'm not going to like let her down and I'm not going to let myself down. And like, if I'm here to talk about someone I love and shed light on or bring awareness, I should say, not light, but bring awareness to a certain topic and really like start to dive in and, and do that for myself and for her and for her family – I have to do it. Like I'm here. This is the place to do it. But like, it's interesting because I was so anxious and then I cried, you know, that was like the climax of it all. And now I'm like so calm. I feel so peaceful. Like I can, now now I'm good, but like, it's just goes to show just getting things out of your body. That's it. Look at, exactly. To. That's exhibit A. You just just let it out. And like you say you're calm. Is that not, not the answer? 
That is the answer. And it's so much easier said than done. Believe it me. is. It's so much easier said than done. But there's, I wonder, what is it? There's a fear of just let it, of letting it out when we know that's the answer and that's the healing factors. As simple as saying it and letting it out. It's so bizarre that it's literally so just bizarre. sometimes just saying a word is the is more or less a big step in healing. But really I don't. What, but why are we so? That's a different scenario. I understand. But like, what? Why are we so scared? I think there's just something to be, it, I think that's just like the whole topic of vulnerability, oh, we don't, we but know. there's so much strength in vulnerability and like, no one's going to judge you. And I don't, maybe it's like the thought of anyone that does judge you. I don't care about yeah, that. Screw that. Yeah, screw that. Like, you know, the, like it's just being, I think it's just exposing yourself and, and that's a scary thing. But like every time I do something like this, I feel lit, like weight, genuinely like weight is lifted off my shoulders. Like I feel light right now. And that's why what, what you're doing, Buddha bullying and mm -hmm. happy face and just for everything you stand for and hopefully mm -hmm. this platform, I, I, I've learned, I'm blessed and as are you, we, we both have good families, mm -hmm. families that we're close with, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I had a talk with Laura's dad actually today and he, we were just chatting randomly and he was mentioning you know, so, some of these, love Warren, Warren, if you're listening. Shout out you. Warren. Shout out Warren. <laughs> and he just made a point that I've always known, I've always thought about, but I just kind of got sidetracked and whatever the hell I was blabbing about. And what I'm bringing it back to is some people don't have someone to talk to, which is foreign to us because we're blessed to have friends for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And you have us. Yeah. <laughs> and you have us, guys. Some people don't have the person to talk to. So that's why I think it is important to hopefully be a voice for certain people and show the vulnerability, show that it is okay to talk. And even if you don't have someone to talk to, to listen to some people that have gone through it or there's understand it. There's so many it. outlets too. Like we have social media. There's so many groups and there's so many hotlines and there's so many – um, yeah, there's just there, platforms for, for you. Like they're, you, they're, you're not alone, whatever it may be, you know, whether it's grieving from a death or a mental illness or a physical illness or whatever it may be, or whatever you're going through. Like I continue, I've been saying this a lot lately. I don't know why it helps me. Cause I think just because people need people period, like that's just the truth of it. Mm. And like, but there are billions of people on this planet. Billions. billions. And there is nothing you've gone through. Nothing. Uh, your weirdest thought, your weirdest scenario, nothing it's that someone Googled. else hasn't gone through yeah. or Googled. Yeah, or Googled. Straight up. Or for Googled. Or for Googled. I love that one. That's the thing. We, we all, it's so, so it's, it's very okay. easy to feel alone. It's very easy to feel alone. It but is. when you really think about it log logically, I guess. Yeah. We're not. Not there's at always, all. There's always, misery loves company, even though it doesn't have to be misery. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that would that's something that I would say for anyone listening. It's just like, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah, it's scary to be vulnerable. I was scared today, but like I did it and I have David here and I just got it out of my body and I feel I feel so much better. I really do. I really do. Thank you for having me on because I really do feel so much better. I actually want to share one last thing because I just remembered and this is a huge thing and it has to do with her death. So get this. So right after I filmed this, I can't remember the timeline, but a few months later, I was flying, I think, back to Florida for the holidays from L.A. And I got sat next to this man. And usually, like, I, it was a night flight. It was red, red yeah, eye. It, was, it was red eye. So usually, like, you know, I just put my earbuds in, I put a movie on, I pass out. But we had this really, he was in the middle, and there was this woman by the window, and she was so kooky. So him and I, like, couldn't stop we weren't bullying her but like we were just like I mean she was very out there and so him and I just like kind of had this like little um I don't know 
Fond. Uh, yeah, there he is. I, was <laughs> I don't know, it's like, what word? I don't know how else to explain this. I'm like, nothing weird, guys. Like, yeah. we're like flirting, but like, me and this guy, like in his 40s, um, really sweet man, just like kind of had this little bond. And and at one point, due to this bond that was created due to the lady that was insane, um, we started talking, and he was just kind of like, oh, so like, what do you do? And I, I got into saying what I was, what I'm doing, and he's like, do you live? In, oh, that's what it was. He was like, do you live in Florida? Do you live in LA? Like, are you going home or for the holidays or, um. I was like, yeah, I was like, I live in LA. I'm going home to, you know, for the holidays, whatever. I was like, where do you, like, do you live in LA? And he's like, no, I actually live in Florida. I came out here for something. Um, he was producing a project. He's like, but uh, I'm actually a detective, a policeman. Um, so is that the same thing? Are, are detective and police? Detectives? No, detectives? I think it's different. You, don't, you could be a policeman, not a detective. He was a Fact de- check me, but detective. Yes. Yeah. Detective, for sure. I don't know. I thought police, but okay. So he was a detective. <laughs> you could probably cut that little part out because I sound <laughs> insane. Not um, at all. Not at all. But he's like, I'm also a detective. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, wh- like where are, do you do your do your work? And um, he was like, Miami, but specifically like Aventura area. And that's where Stephanie had passed away. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's crazy. I'm sure you've heard, you know, my best friend, Stephanie Mizrahi, she, you know, he's, he, I didn't have to say anything else. He's like, I know exactly who you're talking about. I was on that case. Like I was there. I, I don't know if you're like, okay for me to talk about it. But like I was there that night and I was sat next to him on a plane in California coming back to Florida. Like Jesus. tell me that's not weird. That's wild. And he was like, you know, I was there that night and I was like, I kind of had like a couple questions I asked him that I just like needed to know. And he gave me some answers and um, like some details that I was just like wondering about. And um, it did make me feel a little better. And, but he was one of the last people to see her. He was there. It was it's just, what are, the chances? So, what are the chances? And we became really good friends after that and kept in touch. And um, it's just really fascinating sometimes like the people you meet and the connection and like how it all connects. It's just, it's, yeah, maybe she's still looking after you. Totally. She totally is. That would be a very Stephanie thing. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to sit you next to the guy who was there so you can like calm your crazy ass brain. I'm all good up here. I'm you need to throw that girl at the window just to throw you off guard so you don't think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a little outlier over there. No, this, that's, uh, you're great. That's just, you know, I, I think you, uh, I think you got it. Yeah. I think you got it. And I, got, I don't know if there's anything it. you, uh, Overall, now I do. Up. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? I mean, just like as we kind of close it out, I guess. What uh, is there anything you pulled from it and like lessons wise? Because I know, cause like you said, you you feel like you should be talking about it more, letting mm-hmm. it out more, right? Am I wrong by saying yeah, that? Yeah, no, totally. Um, is there anything you would have done differently in regards to that process to where you are today? Or, I mean, of course, I would have liked to do it sooner, but I don't want to. You know, just I'm making a, a difference, a change, like using that scenario, horrible, horrific scenario as a catalyst. Um, but you know, we're all ready for things at different times in our lives. And, um, yeah, so I definitely, now that the story's out there and people are aware of this beautiful, perfect human that I always post all these very sweet pictures of, I don't know if you want to put anything, I can send some of them to you as well for the episode, but, um, I never shared her, her story and what happened to her. Very, unjust, disgusting, horrific experience that took me a while. So, but I'm happy that it's finally out there. And I think just like with anything in life, um, I really think that the only way I can think to close this out besides the fact that like I have some work to do, 
um, being who I am and what I, everything I stand for. And, but other than that, like, so yes, I think there's certain scenarios you go through in life that make you want to create change and be a voice for other people that are going through any type of scenario like this or are grieving from similar experiences. Um, but I would just say life is short. Very. Like, love your people, love everyone, smile. Why not? Hug people, be cool, be kind, be sweet. Like, cause you just really never know. And that's like the main thing. Like I will not leave. I will not let someone leave my house or I will not leave somebody's house. If I'm like in an argument, like I will never leave off in a text conversation in a fight or yeah, it's just not worth it. It's just like, I guess just like life is short and love hard. Yeah, I, I had to pull up my phone because exactly what you said is a, one of my favorite Kurt Vonnegut books, mm-hmm. my favorite authors, The Sirens of Titan. I can't kind of came off like an atheist, but anyway, the premise of this entire book, even though it comes off atheist-like, he goes, he try to figure out what the purpose of human life is. And I just love this quote. He goes, the purpose of human life, no matter who is controlling it, is to love whoever is around is to love whoever is around to be loved. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so true to what you're saying and be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Anyone that's giving you shit for it, they ain't worth the time or energy. No, I think honestly like vulnerability is the strongest thing to be because we all are vulnerable. We all have life scenario. We all have things happen to us that we have hardships. You know, we have things that we go through. So it's either you're going to hide it or mm-hmm. you're going to be vulnerable. I would, I would always say the vulner- being vulnerable and opening up about it and not hiding behind whatever it is that you may be hiding behind is – the stronger choice. That's why I always get so weirded out by like, I love the book Power of Vulnerability, by the way, Brene Brown, incredible. But like vulnerability is such strength. Like it's crazy. And like you yeah. feel so powerful when you are vulnerable and you get things out. Like I feel great now. I'm like ready to char- take on this night. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And do it for you stuff. And like, but yeah, so I agree. I love that. I love it. Ugh. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because that, that first step towards vulnerability is just like a narrow line. Because once you get over that hump, it's not like, you show vulnerability, then it's a long process. Kind of like once you do it, it's like a release almost on the spot, and that's it. And then, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's almost like real healing. Yeah. But uh, you're an inspiration, Thank and you. I hope this helped you. Like besides, hopefully, this gets to some people. Even if it's one person, like you mentioned, uh, I think you said some amazing things, and you showed vulnerability. So you're preaching what you're <laughs> you're acting out what you're preaching. So. Thank you. Kudos to you. Um, I'm looking forward to what else you're dishing out in life. I, because I feel like you're just in the beginning right now, even though you've done so much. So I was like, question, like, how the hell do we introduce this girl? She's got a laundry list of things she's doing. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're someone to look up to. Thank you. That means so much. Ditto. And uh, ditto. I like ditto. never use that word. <laughs> See, that's vulnerability, baby. It takes you a new vocabulary where it brings back to <laughs> clueless 1990, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Um, no, thank you so much for letting, you know, for having me on and for just letting me share my experience. And honestly, I just like want to close out. I just feel the need to just say like, I love you, Stephanie, so much. And I, I her family is just so incredible. And she was just the most amazing girl. And I, I just, I want to do something in her honor. And I want the world to know how amazing she was and how amazing they all are. The world, you're all great. And we're <laughs> going to do good things and make change. But yeah, I just like, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that I, I love you always. I don't know how to say it. That's it. We're leaving it right there. I love you always. So uh, she's looking down on you happy right now. And Cassie, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. You heard it from her. And uh, run with it. All right. Thank you again for tuning in, everyone. Dead Talks out. <laughs>